0: my brothers and my sisters i've come to you today on this podcast to encourage you the bible says in 1 thessalonians 5 11, encourage one another build each other up that's what i'm gonna be doing on this podcast y'all Woo! you gotta Woo! tune in man it's gonna be fun i got some testimonies welcome to the kindling fire my name is troy mangum God is preaching a sermon to the world through people's lives. People's experience, history, and testimonies all point to some amazing attribute of God that you too can experience. I interview revolutionaries, fire starters, and troublemakers. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life. A voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will step into the abundant life. So let's get rolling. Welcome, guys, to the Kindling Fire Podcast. It's been a minute, but I've got some stories to tell, and I want to encourage you guys with the word and the testimonies that I have so that you can be encouraged. So in Romans 15, 4, it says, For everything that was written in the past, speaking of Scripture, was written to teach us, so that through the endurance taught in the Scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. You know, one of the things that's so great is that verse is about reading the Bible and having hope and being encouraged because you're reading the Bible and reading stories about how God interacted with people in the Bible. Well, that is awesome. And I also want to give you my own testimony. So... Uh, one of the things that's so cool and kind of welcoming the Lord so long is I've got some stories that took years in the making. And I've got about like four stories I want to share with you. They're just like, kind of like, Hey, this scripture became true. Here's an example. And so let's start here. Oh men, this, uh, this, uh, this is for you men. And this is for all you men out there that are worried about money. I'm worried about some money. Uh, here is a scripture that Jesus says in um, where is it? Oh, Philippians four nineteen. And my God, yeah, you know I need t- I need I need a I need an accent for this one. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Philippians four nineteen. Let me say it again. And my God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of His glory in Christ Jesus can I get an amen? Well, that is a great verse. And so last time I had this podcast, I told you guys that I got laid off and I, you know, and AI was a part of that equation. If you want to listen to that, you can certainly listen to it. And so, you know, I was, that was in the May time frame, And so in the June time frame, I'm reading the scripture, right? And, you know, and one of the great names of God is Jehovah Jireh, you know, my God, my provider. And I was reading this verse and I was like, you know, I'm in a situation where I need to believe this to be true. I need to believe this to be true, and i It was just at a quiet time. I, I, you know, I've been applying for tons of jobs and kind of worried. Like, hey, we're gonna, you know, it's gonna get bad here pretty soon. And what ends up happening is during that quiet time in reading this verse, I get a deep conviction that this is the nature of God. He will provide for me. He has done it over and over and over again through the years in my life and for my family and for me. Here I am again with an ability to trust the Lord, and I'm going to do that. And so I, I ended up with, ended up my quiet time. I went to my wife and I basically said, I've been convicted that the Lord is our provider, and I need to stand on that word. I don't know how I'm going to get a job. I don't know if I'm going to get a job. I don't know anything. But I do know Jehovah Jireh, and I do know Philippians 4.19, my God will meet all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. And there's many other verses. Uh, He owned a cattle on a thousand hills. You might have heard that. I don't know the exact reference for that. But, But I got convicted, and I remember saying to my wife, I want to go on the record right now and saying, God's going to provide for us. And it felt like a faith, like I was moving into faith at that point. I'd been kind of anxious and worried as any normal person would be about, oh, I lost my job and what's going to happen. And, um, but I just had faith. God gave me a super, through reading the scripture and having some history with God, I said, God's going to do this. And I need to make a statement. I need to draw a line in the sand and say, God's going to do it. And that's what I did. And so that was in June. Well, by August 1st, God had provided a job for me, and um, and you know was was blessed. It's kind of in the same field that I was in, with a company that's more stable. And uh, it's it's I've been in the role now since you know August first. It's been a blessing, man. It's been a blessing. Like it's been so much of a blessing. There's been a a a far more humane work environment, uh, and it's just been so amazing. But my testimony is God provided. God provided. God provided yet again. Now I get to add that faithfulness to other stories I'm going to tell you about today about God providing and it just really seals the deal that he is Jehovah Jireh. So if you're out there and you're in need, financial need or other need, legal situations I'm telling you God is Jehovah Jireh. Do not let go of that hope. That is who he is and he will meet your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus, you can bank on it. So, so I was riding along the road and I was thinking about, um, you know, just the, my history with the Lord. And um, man, such a such a wonderful moment. So I was thinking back to when I was 19 years old. I was in Brisbane, Australia, in a YOM base that I'd hitchhiked from Sydney, or yeah, somewhere near Sydney up to brisbane and um and i knew there was a wide base there and i basically showed up in their doorstep and said hey um i'll do anything you want me to do can if you just feed me and i could sleep here for a little bit like a week or so and they're like yeah sure so i was the kitchen guy i would clean stuff in the kitchen and help prepare food and one of those one of those days during that week they had a worship service not uncommon for them to do it And I was just, you know, entering in that worship service. And that was a profound moment that was 33 years ago that I still remember. And let me tell you what happened. So at that point in my life, I had been traveling away from home in mostly Europe, uh, working and living and doing ministry and doing different stuff. So probably nine months at that point. And I was weary and I was tired and I had grown in the faith through Kemp's Crusade for Christ, her crew, because I got born again in college. And they had such a beautiful structure, you know, like reading the Bible and discipleship programs and evangelism and community. And they, they had the, they had it just locked down. It was so good. And it really helped me as a young Christians get, get in the Bible, get in community, get into evangelism, know the word of God, all the things. So then I'm like off on my own for like, Nine months at this point, just traveling and bopping around the world and, and uh, mostly in Europe. And then my sister lived in Australia. She was getting married. So I ended up going there for the wedding. And then I just stayed several months later and just kind of survived and hitchhiked and went places. So, so, but at this time in my life, one of the things that i would gained a lot of victory as a young Christian over certain sins in my life that kind of beleaguered me uh, as a younger man and a lot of those sins, some, some of those sins had come back into my life. And I was really discouraged. And I was like, man, I really thought I could do this. You know, I really thought I could follow Jesus. And and now look at me now. Like I'm struggling. I'm not evangelizing. I'm not in the Bible very much. I'm discouraged. I'm, I'm struggling with familiar sins that I had struggled with before I was a Christian. And... I'm in this worship service kind of feeling all these things, and the Lord comes in like a flood. He comes in so strong during this worship service, and he comes to me, and he says to me, Troy, Jeremiah 29, 11, Troy, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope in a future. Troy, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. Troy, and he's just like flooding. It felt like the voice of God, he was shouting it, and I was underneath the weight of a big waterfall, and he was crushing me with the hope and the power of his promise and at the time i was discouraged because i was like i troy cannot follow jesus i can't do it look at my life look at all this stuff i was i think i was carried by the momentum of crew and campus crusade for christ and i was being all faithful and stuff now here i am 9 months later on my own kind of like a bit of a wreck as a christian and really downhearted and discouraged And the Lord came in like a flood and he just flooded me with his words. And He was like he was shouting it. It was like he was shouting it over and over and over and over and over again in this worship service until I was an absolute wreck. And the end result was I said, I believe it. I let go of my ideas that I have to like it's going to come out of me, me being faithful. It's going to come out of me making sure my life is great. It's going to come out of me. It's like, I have to receive this as a promise by faith and believe it. Now here's, here's the kicker. Here's what is so amazing. So that was 33 years ago. And I have such a distinct memory of it. And the Lord has been faithful to me, man. I can tell you, God did have a plan for me for a marriage. God did have a plan for me for children. God did have a plan for me to reach the nations. God did have a plan. And I am sitting here living testimony that when he said, I know the plans I have for you, there are plans to prosper you. God has prospered me, not to harm me. I have been disciplined severely by the Lord. I have gone through difficult seasons. And you guys know that about father of face plants. You know we were separated four times, uh, apart from my wife and family for two years. Yet God restored it. God rebuilt it. God called us again as a family to serve Him. Like my testimony is amazing. And He would say, "I didn't have plans to harm you, but I, you needed discipline. You needed to be removed from that which was hurting others and hurting yourself. And I plans to prosper me not to harm you, but to give you a hope." to give you a hope and a future. I'm going to give you, so, so just reflecting on my life in God, God has been faithful to that promise in Jeremiah 29, 11, And that is what I'm so excited to give testimony to, is that promise is true. And he, in 33 years later, I'm telling you, that 19-year-old man, who, young man who didn't know a clue, God was like, I got you. Now, 33 years later, I'm giving testimony that he was faithful, and he got me 33 years into him, and I'm still surveying him, and I haven't abandoned him, and I haven't lost my hope, and I haven't lost my faith, and I haven't lost my edge, and I haven't lost my joy. Somebody needs to clap with me because that's your testimony too, and if you're not, that's not your testimony, stay tuned. God has a plan for you as well. And you don't have to give up hope. And I just want to encourage you in that today. Let me give you another one. So I talked about my marriage being difficult. And it was. And I made it so difficult. I came from such dysfunction. And having a healthy home was so hard for me. Even as a Christian. But God was faithful. So one of those times I got separated from my wife. And this was a shorter time. Like maybe I think we were apart two weeks. And again she asked me to to go just because I was so just, just awful and abusive and a lot of other things. If you want to know the details, get my book, Fatherhood Face Plants. Um, but one of those times I was sitting in my van and trying to connect with God in this very sad moment. And I came across the scripture in Haggai two nine, And it was talking about the temple of God, the presence where God dwelled. And he said this verse, the glory of Of this present house will be greater than the glory of the former house, says the Lord Almighty. And in that place, I will grant peace, declares the Lord Almighty. And when I read that verse, the Lord reached out of that Bible and grabbed my heart. In that situation, when I was separated from my wife, fearful of losing my family. And he said, the glory of the Lord is going to be greater in the latter house than the former house your family and the glory of God is going to rest on your home greater than it has been greater than it has been it's going to be greater in the future and I can give testimony that was so many years ago that was probably 15 years ago that God's glory rests in my home now and with my children and on us much greater than it was when we were young married, and he will declare his peace there's been so much fighting and infighting and factions and backbiting and lying and hurting and even abuse between my me really towards my family, but also um, but also with uh, there's just been uh, heartache you know between the siblings. All of that's been reconciled, and there he declared his peace. And so I'm giving testimony that when God speaks to you out of Scripture. And it's a promise for you. It's like he's reaching out of the Bible saying, this is for you today. This is for your situation. You need to bank on that. And I'm telling you, I'm giving testimony so many years later. God gave me that promise in Haggai. God has been faithful. God has done it. Again, all him, all day. I just needed to respond to him with faith that I believe it's true. So that was a story I wanted to tell. Um, Man, so many good stories. So many good stories. So I'll give you, I'll give you two more. Uh, so this was uh, and I won't belabor this one, but in Matthew 6.33 it says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You know, God called us into youth with the mission as missionaries. When I was 50 years old, I had two kids in college, had a mortgage, had a house, had a job, all this stuff, had to quit my job, put everything at risk. We went by faith, became missionaries with Youth with a Mission, joined a family discipleship training program for families to go on mission. We ended up in the Philippines, saw, I think, close to like 230 to 250 salvations just through our family alone, uh, things that we were directly involved in, but our team saw even more. Um, just, I mean, amazing. And then here's the here's the kicker. During that time... I was being tested about how much I would trust the Lord with finances. I had enough faith by the grace of God to step out. But then when I was out on the ledge as the leader of my home, putting everything at risk, saying, God, you better come through because everything can go horribly wrong and all of this could fall apart and I could lose everything and destabilize my, my, my children, wreck their faith, all the things. I had so much fear. But I had enough faith to step out. But as soon as I got on the edge, man, I started freaking out. God was faithful to this verse and said, I was seeking the kingdom of God. But I was like, God, you got to have my back. You got to have my back. You got to have my back. And I was worried for almost five months, you know, of that whole experience. Well, the week before, I love giving this testimony. So uh, we, we had done all of our stuff, all of our outreaches. Our money is like just this. Next, it's just so little, tiny. You know, we spent all the missions and then people helped us, but we spent all of our savings and all this stuff. We're one week before we're supposed to fly back to the continental United States, come back to our home. We were able to keep our home through the process. And, uh, and I got a call from an employer, potential employer, out of the blue, while I was back in Kona, Hawaii on the YOM base doing a debrief. And that ended up becoming my next job. They hired me within two weeks and paid me what I had been making before overnight almost. And this particular company, it was was miraculous because it happened so fast. And I had reached out to no one. No one had reached out to me. But days before that last week, days before we were supposed to go back, God said, here's a job. I mean, literally just handed it to me. And it wasn't even like I was asking for it. I was just asking for direction. And it wasn't even like my heart was in it. Like, oh, I love this kind of work. And I wanted, to... it wasn't none of that. It was just the faithfulness of God. And I just want to give testimony that, that what that did in me is it broke off this legacy that i've had or heritage i've had is probably a better way to say it a fear of lack fear of money fear that god will you know i'm going to be destitute on the streets and you know everything horrible is going to happen to me and my family and i'd carried that kind of i think that's uh, some of that i got from my family but you know it's just uh, by the grace of god like god broke that in me finally and 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 i walked away from that whole experience saying you know what god you're not broke for the longest time, I just thought you had no money whatsoever. And the best you could do is get me, you know, a little bit above, you know, street level to get up to the curb and barely survive. And that's my God. And that's the faith I had in God. It's provision. It was awful. It was terrible. But I don't have that faith anymore. I don't have that kind of faith, you know, lack anymore. And this last time I got let go, um, God's been, God's taken care of us. You know, when He says, I'll promise to take care of your needs. He takes care of us. I mean, that's just my testimony. And again, somebody might need to hear that. You know, money money is so close to a man's heart. And it's really where the rubber meets the road a lot of times when it comes to their faith. What are you going to do with your money? you Are going to trust God with your money? That's really a testimony of how much you trust the Lord in general. So, last thing. And I love this one. This was, um, uh, what is this first? Okay, this is uh, Psalm 37. Uh, 3 through 6 is trust in the Lord and do good and dwell in the land and enjoy safe pasture. Verse 4 Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to him and trust in him and he will do this. Do what? Give you the desires of your heart. He will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn and your vindication like the noonday sun. That's such a great promise. Let me—I'm sh- going to share something with you that I—that I've realized again. You know, God, age has been so great to me because it's given me such a, a longevity kind of perspective over many, many years of the faithfulness of God and the trueness of God and the trueness of His promises. Man, I'm just so much more excited about the truth of the Scripture over my lifetime, and I—and—and and I just want to speak to you, twenty-year-olds, thirty-year-olds, forty-year-olds. God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. God's faithful. It is my story. Alright, so this is this is how this story goes. So um, so I ended up going to seminary many, many years ago, like in my 30s, and I really had a heart for missions, and God gave me a vision or a no nah, that's not really a good way to say it. I was reading Acts 6 through 8, and I was teaching, I was getting inundated, a lot of training about missions, and and a character stood out to me, it was Philip the Evangelist. He's not a disciple, but he's one of the young early followers. And he's the one that kind of went out to the Ethiopian eunuch and told him about Christ and led him to the Lord. And so I was studying him and the Lord just kind of like downloaded into me this idea that missions being about coming alongside what God's already doing. And at the time, there was, maybe not at the time, but a little bit later, there was a guy named Henry Blackaby uh, who did a study called Experiencing God. And he was a Baptist, but he was kind of charismatic Baptist almost. Uh, and, and he would talk about God's doing something. Come alongside what God's doing. Come alongside what God's already doing. He's already doing it. And you just need to come alongside what he's already doing. So um, so God kind of gave me this excitement of this like missions model come alongside what God's already doing, bless it, encourage it, you know, all these things. And so I went and tried by my, in my own strength to start a missions organization, which I did. I started a nonprofit and had a website and did all the things. And it was called Philip Ministries International. It was a disaster. <laughs> it was, a, it was at a colossal failure and it never went anywhere and never did anything. And when I tried, it just, you know, people wouldn't support the effort because the Lord wasn't in it. I was trying to build my own kingdom, and that's a whole nother story. But the desire to be in missions, the desire to come alongside the what God is already doing had been burned inside of me. I just tried to then try to make it into something as quickly as possible, defined and nonprofit and all the things. And God was like, nope, we ain't doing it that way. We're not doing it that way, and so here's here's the kicker here's the thing that I'm so just you know is reflecting on so that was many years ago I think that was in two thousand seven two thousand seven two thousand eight two thousand nine so here it is two thousand twenty three and at the beginning of this year, I stepped into the role I found me and my friends you guys heard about Caleb Woodgo you guys have heard about caleb bell and and everything and and um the Lord had really impressed on me. I I, I helped kind of with my friends start it, but I never really took like a, a strong leadership role, and I kind of let I let others kind of run it, even though I kind of you know stirred it up or sparked it or brought it about and whatever. But the Lord pressed on me about uh, November last year, saying, "I want you to step into the role of president of this organization." And uh, so, by the grace of God, I did. I was confirmed the president of Caleb would go probably in the February time frame. And then the sort of the, the veil got pulled back and I saw something I'd never seen before. My heart for many, many, many years by the grace of God through the seminary experience, through scripture has been to come alongside those that uh, things that God's already doing. What Caleb Woodco does is we have fun, do this big surf event, skateboard contest, art, art contest, fun run, skimboard contest thing event. And we raise a bunch of money by the grace of God. Uh, And then we come alongside missionaries and people starting ministries all around the world. And we come alongside them and say, we believe in you. And we want to fund with the the money that God's given us what, what you're doing. We want to, we want to fund that. We want to come behind it. We want to come alongside of it. And when I started to really kind of step back, God kind of revealed this, not revealed, but kind of gave me understanding. Said this is the same thing I was trying to do with Philip Ministries International so many years ago. Now here I am, find myself the president of a missions organization, sending organization that comes alongside what God's already doing and says, we want to come alongside and bless you and be a part of expanding the kingdom of God all around the world but through you, not building your own kingdom, but coming alongside what you're doing. Man, I'm telling you what, the verse I started with, God gives you the desire of your heart. That was the desire of my heart. And that's what God gave me. So that's yet another testimony. So the last thing I'll say is this. Um, you guys know the hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. And so what I want to do is I just want you to just sit for a moment. I'm going to sing just two verses of this. It's a little bit different version than the traditional hymn version. But um, but I just want you to, to listen to these words, man. Listen to these words. I want you to be encouraged. God is faithful. God is faithful. Okay, let's here, here it goes. It says, uh, I don't even know if I can just sing, break into singing, but I'm going to try. So, ah, uh, whoo. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. And then it goes on, and then it goes to the next verse morning by morning new mercies i see all i have needed thy hand has provided great is thy faithfulness lord unto me Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide Strength for today, bright hopes for tomorrow Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside Great is thy faithfulness It's too high Great is thy faithfulness oh lord i'll I'll stop there because i'm getting out of my range but guys i hope that you you hear this wonderful hymn and i pray you even go to it and and man great is pardon for sin and a peace that endureth a peace that doesn't go away your dear presence to cheer to cheer us on when we need it and to guide us strength for today bright hopes for tomorrow Blessings are mine with 10,000 beside. Guys, I'm a living testimony. The word of God is true. The promises of God can be trusted. Guys, be encouraged. Be encouraged, guys. Don't give up hope. Don't let go of God. Don't let go of those promises. It may take years, but by God, it will come true. God is faithful. He is kind. And he never, never, never goes against his word. There's one verse in Isaiah that says that um, not one word of the Lord will fall to the ground. And so, guys, I hope you're encouraged. I just want to share some faithfulness testimonies of God that I've kind of been able to see and experience over many years. I'm going to have some buddies on. We're planning a a podcast uh, with two buddies. Uh, One of you have met, a previous guest, and another one you haven't met. And I'm really excited about it, so you got to stay tuned. And I think that's it for today. So, be awesome. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. Hey, if you did like it, it would be really helpful if you want to send us a review over on iTunes, that would be really cool. And if you want to connect, go over to Instagram, search Troy Mangum or The Kindling Fire, and we can connect there. And that would be a great way to kind of stay in touch. I am doing a YouTube channel. So we do video formats of these podcasts, and we'd love to have you look there. Okay, guys, until next time, be awesome.